Hey, we're live. Jordan, are you there? I wouldn't miss it, Nick. Okay, we are good to go then. I'm Nick Hyla. And I'm Jordan Pooples. And we are here to welcome you to the first episode of the Rise Up podcast, where we want to help put the good people of the Midwest to work building the energy economy of the future. We'll be working hard to share opinions, news, interviews, resources, strategies, success stories, and actions you can take. Together, we'll grow a movement that builds a local, resilient, clean, and reliable energy system that provides the greatest possible benefit to people and planet. Count me in, Jordan. What can we expect from this beautiful baby podcast brought to you by the good people at the Midwest Renewable Energy Association? That's MREA for short. We have a lot lined up for coming episodes. We have an interview with Bethany McLean about the debt crisis in the U.S. oil and gas industry and the impact it might have on U.S. energy. You might remember that apart from her being a Midwest native, uh, contributing editor to Vanity Fair, and co-authoring the book The Smartest Guys in the Room, Bethany also recently wrote the book Saudi America, which was the basis for her keynote address at last year's Energy Fair. Yes, how could I forget? She also has a new podcast coming out in June called Making a Killing that I am looking forward to. As am I, Nick. We'll also be interviewing Andy Johnson, director of the Winnishiac Energy District in Iowa, about the importance of Iowa's new solar net metering law and how we might spread that energy district concept throughout the entire Midwest. We'll be speaking with Tian Nelson about her inspiring new video in collaboration with the Outrider Foundation and the promising efforts underway in the Midwest to tackle climate change. And we were inspired to see the Kansas Supreme Court recently vote in favor of solar electric system owners. So we're going to talk with David Bender, who argued the winning case. He's part of a number of court cases throughout the Midwest defending consumers' access to solar energy. And we'll have a lot of insights on key programs and policies to help grow local solar energy markets. Okay, you have my interest peaked. So when do we get to hear from all these great people? All in good time, Nick. First... We have a very important interview to conduct, and that's with you about MRA's new call to action, Rise Up Midwest. Um, okay, I've been waiting to talk about that. When are we doing it? Oh, we're doing it right now. Like, right, right now? Listen, I have a bunch of questions from the MRA staff and board of directors. Let's kick this first podcast off right. I'm ready to start. Are you? Yeah, sure. Um, give me, give me a few seconds, though. now? Okay, all set. Just curious, what were you doing? I had to get my notes ready. Mostly, I've been keeping track of the relevant breaking news over the past few weeks, which I have to say has been wild. And uh, I made a doc and posted it on the webpage of this podcast, if our listeners are curious. Anyway, there is a lot there, and I want to make sure that I keep it all straight. Well, let's get started then. First question comes from board president Pam Ricker. She writes, Nick, we've been talking a lot, but maybe to start, it would be good for you to just tell people what has been happening at the MREA over the past month. My question is, how has MREA been impacted by the novel coronavirus, and what have you done in response? Thanks for the question, Pam, and congratulations on the birth of your two twin girls. Beautiful things are still happening. 
Well, maybe to answer that question, we'll just start with a timeline. See, in February, we were launching 13 group by programs in communities across the Midwest. We were just returning from Tawabaja, Puerto Rico, where we had just conducted a uh, seven-day design and installation training to install two solar plus storage systems to increase grid resiliency. We were planning for the launch of our second round of internships as part of our Wisconsin Solar Core partnership with four technical colleges. We were in the middle of all of our solar training academies, five of them all throughout the Midwest. Um, We were getting exhibitors for the energy fair and looking at the speaker schedule and landing keynotes. And then March 11th came. We obviously were aware of the outbreak in Wuhan, China, and we were aware of the potential of it to spread. But it was on March 11th that we were shared what is called Plan 19, which is a response plan developed by Mike Hornacek at Straight Up Solar. I want to take this time to thank you, Mike, for attuning us to the potential public response and uh, and the plans we needed to make. We really got serious at that time when we realized um, all of the impacts that that were likely. And it wasn't but one day later, on the 12th, we're in Wisconsin here, that Governor Tony Evers issued a Wisconsin health emergency. And by the 19th, we had worked furiously to develop our response plan called Action Plan 2020, which included the fair and a new concept, uh, which we'll discuss right now, which is Rise Up Midwest. The board unanimously approved it. And then on the 25th, um, Governor Evers and many other governors at that time issued a safer at home order, which restricted um, travel and uh, restricted business activity outside of essential businesses. And um, and so we were impacted. We have had a commitment for uh, the last two years to uh, flexible work schedules and uh, performance-based work environment and teams we call working groups and uh, remote work support. And so we luckily were not disrupted uh, from our work. We transitioned to work from home pretty immediately. We closed our office to the public. We stopped in-person training. We stopped all staff travel. And uh, we committed ourselves as a team and uh, very forcefully to the development of a new concept, uh, Rise Up Midwest. And, um, and I hope to talk more about that and maybe I'll get a few more questions about it. Thanks, Nick. Our next question is from Lisa Polish in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Lisa writes, Nick, a lot has changed in just a few short weeks. What changes do you see as most important to our efforts to advance more local clean energy? And what is the likely scenario if no action is taken? To start, I see three very ominous trends. The first has to do with our deficit and the Fed's response. In 2019, our federal budget was $4.5 trillion. We only collected $3.5 trillion in tax collections, leaving us with a trillion-dollar deficit. The first stimulus package just passed was $2.2 trillion, and it's likely that more will come. And our 2020 budget deficit is forecast to be $4.5 trillion. Um, That will add to the current $23 trillion uh, U.S. debt. Uh, Compounding that, uh, the Federal Reserve has committed to manufacturing as much money as Um, needed 
or wanted, and um, the current balance sheet of the Fed is $6 trillion. That balance sheet was growing even before the crisis, as the last tax cut had stimulated a lot of stock market inflation through the repurchasing of stock um, by corporations that were paying significantly less tax and a lot of speculation. And basically what that means is that a dollar today is very likely to be less valuable as we move forward, which means that the stimulus that is coming out, the checks that people are receiving, the loans that small businesses are receiving, and the massive amounts of purchasing that the Fed is doing of bad Wall Street debts, um, all of this money, if it's not invested in durable, productive solutions, services that, that create real wealth, is that we are in trouble for a really long time, which means that uh, when it comes to energy, uh, there's no more waste to be had in the system. There's no cost that can be pushed onto residential ratepayers. There's no excessive profits. There's no bailout money left. And states and local governments need to get very hard-nosed and very serious about investments that are good for ratepayers and good for homes and businesses. Um, as you all are aware, this is a recession Um that's going to hit uh, Main Street's small businesses the hardest. And it's also um, a virus that's going to hit the weakest and the least resourced. And, um, and so I think job creation on Main Street and real durable solutions are, are the answer. The second um, challenge that I see is that it's also creating um, less energy demand and our current business model for utilities depends on increasing demand and um, and that usually means fighting against distributed generation uh, fighting against uh, customer efficiency and um, and that fight is only going to get harder and uh, and likely more politicized which is unfortunate and um, the third challenge that I see is is really one of coordination which is that um, you know, we we need a coordinated, unified response. All of the groups and all of the municipalities and and uh, and all of the state agencies and all of the businesses out there. Uh, we need to work together to make this happen. We we need to get over this um, ideal ideological divisions that keep us from from being. Uh, productive and keep us from serving our our best interests and having an economy that serves people. And uh, what do I see in the future if if nothing uh, happens if we don't do this? I think it's likely that we'll be a country awash in debt. That our federal government will be less and less able to respond that will be less prepared uh, for the next crisis, and that will continue to slow walk progress on energy efficiency and renewable energy and grid resiliency and the transition to an energy economy that provides the greatest possible benefit to people and planet. And to do that, we need to organize at the local level. We need state action. And our, our platform says just that. This one is from Alex Jarvis in Bloomington, Indiana. Alex writes, Convince me, Nick. What is Rise Up Midwest, and why is it important? Alex, I would ask you to think, 
while you're stuck at home, hopefully with your loved ones, what you have come to think of is more important. I can tell you what I think of. I think of the importance of a good healthcare system and one you can trust. I think of the importance of good food and food supply. I think of the importance of a good community and good neighbors and good friends. And I think of the absolute importance of energy and electricity and comfort and safety in our home. And I think we need to protect that and we need to invest in it. And this is a movement that does just that and does it together as a coalition, coalition of businesses, individuals, organizations, jurisdictions, and workforce development partners working in coordination to create a groundswell of support for common sense, strategic, and swift policy action and market development. We share a few common beliefs. We believe that we need a swift and strategic state and local response to stem a widespread and long-term economic downturn. We believe that the clean energy industry has the capacity to create significant local employment opportunities that contribute to widespread economic recovery. We know that energy efficiency and distributed energy technologies are market-ready, cost-effective, affordable, and scalable in all market sectors. We also believe that by working together, engaging the public with meaningful educational resources, avoiding partisanship, and focusing on local and state actions, we can create market conditions that rapidly grow efficiency in distributed energy investments, create widespread employment opportunities, provide long-term utility ratepayer savings, reduce home and business energy expenses, and improve resiliency. We believe in the people of the Midwest and the places we live and love. So in service to these beliefs, we are calling on state, local, and electric utility leadership throughout the Midwest to expand current programs, remove market barriers, and advance policies that facilitate the widespread deployment of energy efficiency and distributed energy resources to boost local investment, business growth, employment, and energy resiliency in rural and urban areas throughout the Midwest. In short, Alex, we want to make the Midwest a global leader in clean energy and resiliency, but we need our help. Now from Becky Soglin in Johnson County, Iowa, Nick, as you are probably aware, COVID-19 has created a severe unemployment problem. How will Rise Up Midwest support job creation, and how quickly can it happen? Becky, according to the U.S. Energy and Employment Report, released by the National Association of State Energy Officials last month, in the United States of America, energy jobs represent almost 5% of every single job and 7% of all new jobs nationwide. It's a huge employment opportunity. And in every Midwest state, there are actions, executive actions and commission actions that can be taken to dramatically increase efficiency and in solar energy jobs. And each state is receiving a minimum in the most recent stimulus of $1.3 billion to spend on recovery efforts. And state governments across the Midwest could use that to prioritize energy efficiency and distributed generation and rapidly put people to work with good-paying local jobs in rural and urban areas all across the Midwest. Next, we'll go to Kyle Galloway in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Nick, 
How will Rise Up Midwest go about encouraging investment in a time where cash is tight for customers? Good question, Kyle. The investments in energy efficiency and in solar will have to be cash flow positive. We'll need good financing. With much of the stimulus funds and economic development funds already managed by states and local jurisdictions, we need a partnership to provide low-cost financing to ensure that these investments save money from day one. The solar and efficiency industry are very focused on this. The technologies and applications are market-ready, and I believe this can happen immediately. From Jack Klumke in St. Cloud, Minnesota, Nick, what do electric utilities have to gain by supporting this effort? There is a tremendous opportunity for utilities to invest in new clean energy assets and in the distribution system. To do this, we'll need new sets of rules. We'll need competition. We'll need fair cost treatment. And we'll need utilities that are dedicated to advancing clean energy, energy efficiency, and system resiliency in partnership with state agencies, in partnerships with homes and businesses, in partnerships with private companies to create the grid of the future. We need to help the utilities focus all of their talent, all of their engineering prowess, all of their care, all of their commitment to reliability to this new effort. And we need to help their investors refocus from Wall Street to Main Street before it's too late. From Nick Mathis in Custer, Wisconsin, Nick, what do solar and energy efficiency companies have to gain by being involved in Rise Up Midwest? Everything. From Jack O'Donohue in Chicago, Illinois, Nick, as an MREA member, how can I support this effort? The short answer is, you already are. Thank you. We're getting close, Nick. Just two more. From Stanley Minnick in Madison, Wisconsin, what about the energy fair, Nick? Yes, as you're aware, Christmas is canceled this year. We're not having a fair. It's sad. We're not excited about it. We miss you all. Uh, Last year was our 30th. It was motivational all winter long, but this year is untenable. We think it's likely that large events will not be allowed throughout the summer, but we still are very committed to our energy fair focus this year, which is the Futures Electric. We have secured a full lineup of bands and all the keynotes and we've rescheduled them for june of next year 2021 and our expectation our focus is to work diligently in a coordinated fashion leveraging the partnerships we've built over 30 years to dramatically transform the midwest energy economy into one that is open advantageous clean resilient, reliable, and serves people and planet, and come back in 2021 with the biggest and baddest fair you've ever seen. From Taylor Ball in Stevens Point, Wisconsin, Nick, how can people get involved? We need you all. Please go to riseupmidwest.org and sign up. Be part of our street team to help get the word out. Become a partner, commit to our belief statements, become a donor and sponsor and support this effort, become a stakeholder that helps us define the policy actions we're going to support, become a member and join the group of more than 3,000 individuals, families, and businesses that support our great organization, become involved in the industry and join the workforce, get training, get experience, become informed, and take this moment of physical distancing to steal your resolve and rise up. Yes, physical distancing, social 
uprising. Last question from Mark Klein in Amherst, Wisconsin. What does success look like, Nick? Of course, from you, Mark, a question with a lot of meaning. I guess I'll start by saying we have two immediate goals. The first is we want 100 partners to sign up, committing to our belief statements, and we're hoping to raise $30,000 to put 30 people through entry-level solar training and put them to work as part of this effort. I guess as the larger question, what does success look like? I can't help but think about how we got into the situation that we're in. It seems to me that the reason that we are where we are is because we forgot the value of a centralized government, a government that helps us plan collectively for the things that we don't plan for, that helps us to coordinate a response for things that we can't control by ourselves. And it's a tragic underinvestment and devaluing of central government and good governance that has led us to an underinvestment in our healthcare system. It's led us to a polarized society in which we don't know what to believe and we don't know who to believe and we're actively trained to disbelieve. And I think about this and what success looks like. I also think about my neighbors and your neighbors, you know, the ones who bought all the toilet paper and ammunition from the local stores. They are good people. I know them. I've talked to them. On a personal level, we can agree to disagree. We can both agree that each other should exist. We can agree to argue another day and let bygones be bygones and to exist as neighbors and help bring each other's garbage out and shovel each other's driveway and pick someone up from work and do all the things that good neighbors and good communities do. I also think of the difference between a small business owner and a large corporation. When you're a Main Street business, you have a door that's open to the public and you serve the public. That means you understand the local problems and you have a shared commitment with other business owners in your downtown and throughout your city to make your community a good place to live. You care for the least among you and your thoughts are more than yourself. Everybody's success is your success and your community's success is your success. And I think about all these things and what we can do now to invest in our future and our children's future. And I would say this is what success looks like. I think success starts with an honest debate. The realization that without thoughtful, strategic, 
state and local action, we very well may not recover from this for a very long time. It starts with the debate about what does the future of resiliency look like? What opportunities do we, the people, have to invest in our own energy system and our own resiliency? What are the technologies and applications and approaches that really will provide durable value with the finite amount of liquidity we have right now and the prospect of that liquidity shrinking in value unless it's invested correctly? Can we work as a state? Can we embrace the idea of localism and the idea of pluralism and the idea of compromise and honesty and commitment to move forward? To truly move forward so that when we have a crisis, a major storm, a major utility outage, skyrocketing electricity prices, destabilized global energy markets, pandemics, that we trust each other. We have invested in ourselves and in our system. We are educated. We have committed to education over propaganda, to true learning over campaigning. I think this is what success looks like. I would like to see real debate, real bipartisan, honest debate and compromise at every state house, at every municipal meeting throughout the entire Midwest. I think we need to realize how fortunate we are in this part of the country. The vast amount of resources we have, the amount of past investments we've made, we truly could be a global leader if we commit to it now. We could show the way for the rest of the world. So what does success look like? Success looks like constantly working and trying to make our place a better place. Rise up, Midwest. want to join our coalition of businesses, individuals, organizations, jurisdictions, and workforce development partners, all working together to create a groundswell support for common sense, strategic, and swift policy action to put the good people of the Midwest to work building the energy economy of the future, please consider supporting the Rise Up Midwest movement through both sponsorship and partnership. For more information, please visit www.riseupmidwest.org or email us at info at riseupmidwest.org. Be sure to tune in to our upcoming episodes of Rise Up to hear relevant and timely interviews with subject matter experts from across the nation. Upcoming guests include American journalist and contributing editor for Vanity Fair magazine, Bethany McLean, managing director of the Outrider Foundation and renowned environmental activist, Tia Nelson, 
clean energy attorney for the nonprofit public interest organization Earth Justice, David Bender, and director of the Winnesheek Energy District, Andy Johnson. To learn more about our upcoming episodes, please visit www.riseupmidwest.org. Any last words, Nick? Thanks, Jordan. I think I'll save most of my thoughts for the next episode, except for one. Hey, how about you debate me? Do you want to have a friendly and collegial debate? Send me an email. I'd love to debate you. Maybe the Tommy Thompson Center would host it. Email me at nickh, N-I-C-K-H, at midwestrenew.org. Let's debate. Until next time, rise up, Midwest.